On today's Hashi, I'm discussing Jerome Powell's Q&A from yesterday and home price increases in quarter three of 2023 and answering your questions live because today is a free format Friday, November the 10th, 2023. I am Byron Lazine and the Hashi starts now. My favorite day here on the hot sheet, a free format Friday, where I'll answer your questions live, either from the chat or on the call-in number. We'll get to those in just a moment. Let me know in the live chat which market you're tuning in from. I'm tuning in from my Connecticut studio, and I'm thrilled to be here with all of you on the only live show every single day on the internet on housing. We stay open every single day that the market is open. And that would be today. If you want to get the most out of what we're doing at BAM, join BAMX. Use code HOT to get 10% off of BAMX. The price goes up December 1st. If you're in before December 1st, then you're going to be grandfathered in at your OG price. Here at BAM, we believe in taking care of the OGs. So get into BAMX now before December 1st. Use code HOT to get even more off of the lowest price ever. Get 10% off by using code hot. All right, Jerome Powell spoke yesterday. He actually answered questions live, all right? Uh, he typically does this after a Fed meeting and decision, which did not happen, right? That happened last week. We covered that on the hot sheet. Uh, or he'll do this when minutes are released, and maybe you'll get one other you know, moment in time where he decides to speak or answer a couple of questions, and that happened to be yesterday all right so i want to go right to the one he spoke for i think it was like an hour and a half was it an hour and a half haley yeah he spoke for an hour and a half and as we do here at bam every time jerome powell speaks we scoured every single word to see when where how if jay powell mentioned the housing market by the way, Rich Barton, the CEO of Zillow, he just said it in Austin. Housing is the biggest industry in our country. It makes up almost one-fifth of GDP. You would think, given those facts, Jerome Powell would mention housing a whole bunch, but he didn't. He mentioned it one time. It took him 72 minutes into this 90-minute Q&A session to even mention housing. Well, we have it timestamped and ready to go for you. Let's jump into the question and answer from Jerome Powell when he mentioned housing yesterday. This was 72 minutes and three seconds in. Uh, and maybe some of these uh, resilience that Ken was talking about, building a stronger monetary policy framework, building reserves, et cetera, whether there is a sense in which the tightening operates in slightly different ways, there are longer delays, shorter delays. How, how do you view this from, uh, from your own vantage point? Go ahead. So I would say a couple things. Um, clearly, the, the U.S. economy has been stronger than expected. It's been more resilient. And uh, this year is just remarkable, really. You know, so many uh, forecasters had, an, had a recession this year, and it's nothing like that. It's going to be close to 2.5% growth this year. But that's that's really that's probably in my thinking probably a significantly a function of strong demand. 
I, th I think monetary policy is generally working in the ways that we think it's, it should work, which is interest sensitive spending, asset prices, exchange rate. Um, I think there are some aspects of the US economy where you can argue that it's a little different and that would be, for example, uh, households who, who are in low rate mortgages are, are not selling their homes, but they're also not, they're not feeling the effects of higher rates because they, they really don't wanna get out of those mortgages. Same thing with companies, yeah. um, so any company that had you can access go ahead and, to and fixed stop rate. There. Th that was it. That was the only mention of the housing market um, that Jerome Powell offered up in a 90-minute Q&A session that he did just yesterday. And so it, it was good that he pointed that out. Hey, like everybody locked into the low interest rates, which is like 80% of mortgage holders, and then you have four out of 10 homes, Jerome Powell that have no mortgage at all. So basically the majority of homeowners aren't feeling the impact of the restrictive monetary policy. When he says the monetary policy uh, or, or, you know, uses terms like restrictive policy, he's talking about the fed jacking up the interest rates uh, starting last year, really in response to uh, the over printing of money that our government did to put us into this uh, position with the inflation coming out or on the back end of the pandemic when we when we just had that money printing machine go into overtime unnecessarily at the end of course into overtime just launched us into that to that high inflation but everybody that's in a house so this is one of the problems why inflation hasn't come down quickly uh, because you do have the majority of homeowners either on low interest rate or cash, and that's freed up extra cash to keep spending, to keep demand in many sectors of the economy still high. It's why we've had about, we're going to be close to 2.5% growth that Jerome Powell mentions this year. So we had a monster GDP number in the quarter, uh, in, in quarter three in this country. We covered that here on the hot sheet. And so, you know, he doesn't have a lot of weapons. He he's impacted and hurt a lot of future or current buyers, um, you know, with, with that interest rate charge. And, you know, it, it almost makes you believe it's like, wow, does Jerome Powell, um, really just want a, you know, nation full of renters. He's really pushing people into rents. We talked about rents a little bit yesterday. Those, those rent prices are, year over year, either flat or starting to come down. So it's becoming an attractive option uh, for those that are moving. The, the rent side note here, um, you would believe that the Department of Justice and all of the lawsuits that are happening in real estate want to see that same thing, more people renting than buying. You know, if you impact buyer agency the way some folks want, uh, you will have less people who can navigate the buying process uh, and certainly get a deal for themselves. Whole nother story for another day. I know for those of you that are covering that closely, but you start to add up the act, the actions by, you know, by our government, by the policies being made, by the fact that look at all the building that's happened in the last five years, the majority of the, the ease for building and the ease for, you know, we, we shared that clip from Vivek, Ramaswamy yesterday who talked about, you know, in order to get affordable housing, we need to do something about the zoning regulations in this country. 
the only changes we've had on zoning regulations that have been significant have supported multifamily builders. So you, you add everything up. It's like, man, everybody just wants, uh, you know, more renters. Yeah. They actually, uh, talk about, um, Jerome Powell has in the past talk about, you know, affordability and housing in relation to more rentals coming online as, as opposed to like, let's get an affordable housing oper option for people to own real estate. I, I don't know where, um, you, you know, that this belief that, you know, people can do well long-term not owning real estate comes from the eight, even the 8%, which we're not at 8% today, but even an 8% 30 year fixed mortgage, that financial, uh, invention, because that's what it is. The 30 year fixed mortgage is a financial invention. Well, that invention doesn't exist in basically every country. It doesn't even exist to the north in Canada. The 30 year fixed rate at 8% in comparison to how you buy real estate in almost every country in the world is a huge advantage for buyers to have a forced savings account. And when you think about, you know, millennials, the the way they're living in particular, the lack of savings, savings are being depleted right now. Um, spending on credit card is going up. The, the lack of a 401k, the lack of investing, those and and where are entitlements going to end up? You know, Medicare in eight years is going to have to get refinanced. Okay. Uh, entitlements are going to have to be, uh, for lack of a better frame, word, uh, how to frame this, restructured or refinanced in the next eight and 12 years. So millennials may not have those entitlements in the future for retirement. So they better have the financial asset or, or fixed savings of home ownership in the future. Uh, but everybody's making it a little bit harder. And Jerome Powell's response uh, yesterday uh, really didn't offer, uh, you know, any solutions to that problem that I just painted. Um, now, he did also say yesterday, and this is important for, uh, for those that are watching closely on the fight against inflation. He did say, and this is, you know, outside of the, the housing uh, discussion that we just had, that he doesn't believe the Fed um, has done enough to bring down inflation. In, in fact, Powell said he's not confident uh, it has done enough to bring inflation down. He and his colleagues remain steadfast in getting to a policy in line with the 2% inflation goal, but we're not confident we have achieved such a stance. He stressed that the Fed nevertheless can be cautious as the risk between doing too much and too little have come into closer balance. Doing too much. What's an example of doing too much? It's the $2.3 trillion that was pushed through um, on the money printing machine after the pandemic was ultimately over on the front end of this new you know, administration. That's an example of doing too much. It's something that Jerome Powell pushed for was more money printing. Let's just, we have the ability to print money. Let's go ahead and do that. That was an example of doing too much. Now, with the restrictive policies we've seen since last year and into this year on jacking up the interest rate very fast, it's like going 90 down the freeway and slamming on the brakes. Um, you know, you can argue, are we doing too much the other way? Certainly, like I talked about yesterday, if you take out owner's equivalent rent, 
from CPI, this inflation number would in fact be a lot closer to the 2% goal that the Fed is steadfast on hitting. Uh, but this was a signal to the market, I, I believe, in what we've seen the last couple of weeks, which is a job market that it seems to be cooling, that's good for inflation. Uh, for a 10-year that has dropped from over five now to 4.5, generally speaking, in the last week or so. Uh, for you know some of the reports that we've had lately on in inflation being positive, this was maybe a, a message to the market that, hey, we could still potentially raise rates in the future. If they feel like they haven't done enough, then maybe that's a message that we're going to keep rates either higher for longer by just sitting where we are, or maybe there could even be a, a raise in the future. Now, uh, the market does not have that priced in as a prediction for December or for January. Now, those are kind of like money lines, like NFL betting money lines. So those can change. Um, I don't know if they popped since his conversation yesterday. Tom Tool will probably have that available for us as he usually does on Fridays when we do Knowledge Brokers Podcast. By the way, go over and subscribe to at Knowledge Brokers Podcast, separate channel. We'll have a new pod up today with myself, Tom Tool, and Lisa Chinati. Uh, we'll probably dig deeper into that. What does the investors have priced in? Uh, but last I looked, it was like 20% on you know chance of an increase for both December meeting and January. So so that would just mean the market believes you know Jerome Powell and the Fed is going to stay at where they are right now, which does still mean quarter one, higher for longer, a higher interest rate for longer. If they're going to sit at where they're at right now, don't expect a 30-year fixed in January to be at 6% or below like many buyers were achieving last year in the beginning of January. It's why we have 20% less mortgage demand than we did this time last year. We're likely going to enter into a January market still sitting above the seven mark. Luckily, it does appear um, that we're not going to breach 8% going into January. Anything can change. You get a hot inflation report, something like that, and they believe Jerome Powell is going to have to react to that on the mid-December meeting and increase rates, you could see certainly a 10-year pop and you could see a 30-year fixed uh, go up over 8%. We've seen volatility work both ways. We're we're just on the benefit side of the last couple of weeks of seeing a half a percent drop. It's why it's important to stay in constant communication with those who are rate sensitive. Lead with payment in your discussion with buyers. Right now, there's big discussion in the last two weeks that buyers need full transparency, full options, your ability to lead with payment on the property that they're looking at. Payment and budget sets you apart as a professional. Okay, not pr Price is really irrelevant to the majority of American buyers. And don't say, this is where... I have a hard time with a lot of agents um, when we talk about price. Well, that's the lender's job. I'll put them in touch with my favorite lender. By the way, put them in touch with like two or three lenders so that the buyer has the ability based on their financial situation to get the lowest deal on the commodity that is the mortgage rate. Have two, three great professional uh, mortgage lenders that offer you know a variance of you know different 
product, but all for the same product that they can compare and match and see who they want to work with. Definitely have that. But also as an agent, know how to calculate a payment. You should be, it's not a special thing. Um, the mortgage calculator on almost, you know, a number of websites is, is very easy to use. Buyers can use it. So don't be afraid to crunch the number uh, on behalf or, or ahead of schedule with the lender. Lender's obviously going to verify that. Just like if you were talking about something legal, I'm not an attorney, but I am a human. I can have a freaking opinion on the lawsuits in real estate, whether I'm an attorney or not. Uh, for all of those out there saying, geez, you're not an attorney. Why do you talk about it so much? Because I'm a human and I've been alive a long time. And I also have been in real estate a long time and I have an opinion and it's a valuable one and I'll share it. You as a real estate uh, professional in your community who's working this business, working this deal each and every single day, have an opinion, have a stance and share it. Don't be ashamed of it and don't be afraid to use a mortgage calculator. Uh, basically, anybody can do it. There's, there's like ninth graders out there that can figure this stuff out. So don't shy away from payment. Lean into it, lead with it and have full transparency around it. All right. So that wraps up the, um, I know I went on a little tangent there, but that'll wrap up what, what we had to share for Jerome Powell uh, yesterday. If you're just joining us here on the live, you can go back. We played the clips from Jerome Powell or the only clip when he mentioned housing. But before we leave Jay Powell, he did have a funny clip. Okay. And this was, this is all over the internet. Now I can't say when you hear at the end, if this is actually him or not, but for all the amount of time we talk about Jerome Powell, we're hard on Jerome Powell. This was pretty G. Listen to what Jerome Powell said yesterday. Expect that the process of getting inflation sustainably down to 2% has a long way to go. The labor market remains tight, although improvements in labor supply and a gradual easing in demand continue to move it into better balance. GDP growth in the third quarter was quite strong, but like most forecasters, we expect growth, growth to moderate in coming quarters. Of course. Jerome Powell, by refusing to treat climate yeah, change yeah, like sure. a systemic okay. risk Thank that you. you are putting us Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Just close the door. Close the door. <laughs> it does sound all right. It does sound that end when he says just close the the effing door. It does sound like you can turn that off there. Um, it does sound like his voice, but with all these deep fakes, and they're not actually showing him verbally say that on all the clips that are going around the internet. It, it's hard to verify if that was actually him. That was the um the point that Lance Lambert made here on on uh, his Twitter X. Well, this is this is, we were the broke agent and I were both tagged on this meme that Lance Lambert put out because um, uh, I think actually Bobby tagged us as a matter of fact because this was a pretty gangster meme. Uh, they just released Jerome Powell's X-ray. I'm not an X-ray tech, but it looks like that dog in him. Um, now he did reference what I just said. Please let that that leaked audio be real of him talking to the protesters and saying, just close the, the effing door. So uh, Jerome Powell, for as much as we want to, you know, beat up on him here on this free format Friday, if that was an, a real quote from you, Jay Powell, we applaud you for 
that. All right. Uh, there are many homeowners applauding this current market because right now more than 80% of metro areas registered home price increases in the third quarter of 2023. This is directly out of uh, NAR stats here just in the last 24 hours. Single family existing home price uh, sales price rose 82% of measured metro areas. That's 182 out of 221 in the third quarter. That's up 58% in the previous quarter. The national median single family existing home price grew 2.2% from one year ago to $406,900. The monthly mortgage payment on typical existing single family home with a 20% down payment was uh, almost $2,200, which is up 20% from a year ago. That's why Jerome Powell said folks that own a home that are seeing their home continue to rise on value, but are also below, which 80 something, 83% are below 5% on their fixed mortgage. Four out of 10 homeowners own their home outright. They're not feeling that mortgage payment that continues to go up. It's the new buyers right now. So they're not feeling it, which is which is why it's making it harder in that fight uh, to, for inflation. But homeowners are on the winning side of that. Lawrence Yoon says homeowners have accumulated sizable wealth with a typical homeowner gaining more than 100,000 in overall net worth since 2019 and before the height of the pandemic. However, the persistent lack of available homes in the market will make the dream of home ownership increasingly difficult for young adults unless housing supply is significantly boosted. It's why I would encourage Lawrence and everybody at NAR to do their job to protect buyers by having uh, single representation. In a world where buyers are, are, are not being represented, they're not going to have the ability uh, to, to negotiate a great deal on their behalf. They're not going to have the ability to even get into as many homes as buyers do today it will stunt the uh the ability for for buyers to continue to buy real estate uh it 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 be absolutely the worst thing uh yun also went went on to say about this particular topic the increase in prices in quarter 3 following the big price changes during the last several years it's natural to witness um, momentary swings in prices some markets that experienced sizable home price gains since 2020 have turned lower resulting in Temporary relief for prospective home buyers. Also, a few markets in the West that experienced price declines in the prior quarter have seen prices rise again. Overall, year over year, we're at uh, you know an increase in home prices in this country. I do expect, anticipate in most markets that you're going to have a seasonal pullback on prices, despite the fact that there's limited inventory. Remember, yesterday we sh shared the number: twenty percent demand is down. So at a buyer, if I can get in under seven and a half, which I likely can today, depending on my personal credit, to Barbara Corcoran's point, it might be the opportunity to market specific. You know the local market, um, you know, in your in your local market better than anybody, but it might be the opportunity to be shopping here in the winter. Spring, you have a seasonality uptick in demand. It happens every spring, even when we have subdued demand. Now the demand in February and, and March and April is going to be naturally higher than it is today. When you have demand go up and no forecast for an abundance of inventory, you typically we will see prices go um, up a little bit. Now the rates are holding some of these forecasters back. Zillow just a couple of weeks ago was at a 6% year over year increase in price. Their chief economist, Skylar Olson, just said, on stage on Monday or on Tuesday, rather, 
in Austin, Texas, that in two weeks when they come out with their updated forecast, it will be below the 6% increase on year-over-year prices. It's still going to be in the positive, but it sounds like she's alluding to not that big of a bump, maybe 1% or 2%, which falls in line with historical norms when we talk about price increases. She doesn't see a drop coming. She doesn't see a cliff coming, but she does see in, the, in an environment where interest rates are higher for longer that they need to pull back on that forecast. Uh, now, the economy... The jobs market, the home prices have bucked the trend of what many people believe on this increase in, in rates. That's why for those buyers, and, and this is why the winter might be a good time to shop. That's why for those buyers who are like, well, I'll wait till rates come down. Just based on the evidence that we have in this current market where prices are going up as rates go up, you've got to believe that when rates come down, you're going to see prices go into those six or maybe even double-digit numbers that Zillow was projecting. And remember, Zillow was projecting six-plus percent uh, based on an interest rate getting down into the sixes. Now, there's not a lot of belief from projections that that'll happen um, necessarily in 2024, maybe not till the end, maybe more so a 2025 number, which has got it popping back up. But you get to a six or a five handle on the interest rate based on the last you know, 18 months, what's happened with, with rising rates, you got to factor in an increase in prices just based on how much demand there's going to come to the market. Uh, I mentioned a while ago on a hot sheet, there's also, I, I thought there was a pretty good spin of that actually from, from Grant Cardone, who had a great spin on the lawsuits. You can go check out that article on, on now, bam, he had a great, he, for, if you're an agent, you're going to like that article uh, from from Grant, where he, where he talked about his take on the lawsuits, but he also had a take on when interest rates lower. He also believes there's like there's going to be this winter. There's going to be a very short drop in prices. Okay, um, so so there's going to be so much you know pent up demand, which is what we're seeing right now. A lot of pent up demand that a lot of people go on the market. There will be a lot of demand on the buy side, buy and sell. Right, most sellers are buyers on the other side that there'll be like a couple month little little pull back on prices and then obviously um a shot that goes uh straight up on those prices uh we've got the call in number set up here i know this is supposed to be a free format friday and i've kind of taken over uh the hot sheet so i apologize for that 203-548-0417 203-548-0417 uh if you've got something that you want to address here definitely call in i'd love to to address any questions 203-548-0417 is the call-in number um if you want to talk about the real word that i posted with nicole on wednesday evening which is getting a lot of views where we talk about the new national lawsuit uh, i'm also happy to to talk about that here as well i know we don't cover the lawsuit as much here on the hot sheet uh, let me know in the comments though if you want me to start maybe even doing uh, a segment just on the lawsuit here in the Hashi. I know we cover it a lot in the real world and, and other places, certainly in the articles on now, Bam. Uh, but let me know in the uh, the comments if you'd like to see me do that more here on the hot sheet. One thing we always do is take a look before we sign off here on where the 10-year is at. And uh, going into today, uh, according to the Wall Street Journal tracker, we're at 4588 uh, so inching up, uh, you know, a little bit higher than where we want to be. We'd love to to sit under 4.5 to 
it's another barometer. When we crossed 4.5, there was many that didn't believe we'd get up over 4.5 this year. And then obviously we saw it take off from there as we have historically done when it breaks 4.5, you see it hang above uh, for an extended period of time going all the way back to 1790. That's been the case. That's why there's, you know, a really um, strong projection for higher for longer on the rates. We in fact broke five, which was the first time we broke 5% on the 10 year since 2007. But if we could pull back under 4.5, be a real win uh, on on how we look at the interest rates. We've had a win on the 30-year fixed here over the last week and a half. Uh, now, at yesterday, ending off the day at 7.55. Um, we'll, we'll see where we end up today. Love to head into the weekend on the daily survey, according to Mortgage News Daily, going in under 7.5, just as we were for the majority or for the entirety of this week. Last Friday, we ended at 7.38. One of the best numbers we've seen in quite some time. Yesterday's, uh, Fred, I hear you, Bobby, just one second. Yesterday's Freddie Mac 30-year fixed weekly did come down to seven and a half, even off of seven and uh, three quarters. Bobby, what do you got? We got Sam on the line from North Carolina. Sam from, where in NC are you, Sam? No, it's Kim, and I'm from oh, Charlotte, North Carolina. From Charlotte. One of one of the my, markets I'm the most bullish. I'm most bullish on Charlotte and Raleigh over the next 10, 15 years. You're an incredible market. What do you, what do you have, Kim? So I have a question about yesterday's call, and I'm sorry, I just joined today's call, but yesterday you talked about the number of cash buyers on the rise. I think it was like 37% or something like that. Now, I'm curious, how many deals are, how many finance deals are falling apart before closing? How many finance deals are falling apart right now before closing? That that is a great question. Um, I don't have that that data at my fingertips. The number that you're referencing here and on the now BAM article is that uh, home buyers in September paid all cash in just over one third, thirty four point one percent of U.S. home sale mm -hmm. transactions, which up twenty nine and a half percent from a year ago. How many are uh, deals are falling apart because of financing? Anecdotally, I have definitely heard. Um, agents, not only, you know, all over the, across the country who have seen an uptick in that, but let's try to pull that number. I don't have it at my fingertips. Um, but I'll definitely try to pull that, that number for you. Are you seeing an increase okay. in, yeah, I was in on a Charlotte? Call yesterday. Well, so oddly enough, I was looking at some expired deals and, um, and then I went back and looked at homes in similar price ranges over the million dollar mark. And I would say that at least 30% of those were cash deals based on what's indicated on MLS. So I was kind of shocked that price range that there's cash deals. Like this was a million well, up to like two, three million dollars. Yeah, I mean it's in line with this national average. Here's why that doesn't shock um, you know, me is because. You know, if I've got a, if I want to play real safe, if I've got a million bucks or two millions, this is why we've seen the luxury market, maybe not in Charlotte. It's, it's a very bullish market for the next 10, 15 years. But across the country, this is why we've seen luxury deals drop. Because if I've got a million, two million, three million bucks, I can get, you know, five plus percent guaranteed on my money by going into these long-term bonds, which wasn't the case just two or three years ago. But why would I go, if I want to go buy this house, why would right. I go pay 8% over there? when I'm only getting 5% guaranteed over here. So I'm making a decision 
one or the other. But a lot of people like the decision of getting a guaranteed five plus percent on my couple million bucks, which is why I'm not buying that luxury house. But if I'm going to decide to buy the luxury house, um, you know, I'm probably going to want to do that in cash so that I'm not paying 8%, um, you know, fee to on that okay. money. It makes more sense to pull a mortgage um, for that median price buyer to me um, because they likely don't yeah. have the cash. They need the buffer. They need the Dave Ramsey, you know, buffer in their life type of, of scenario. And in retrospect, in comparison to history and other countries, 8% on a 30-year fixed mortgage on a median price point home is still a great deal uh, versus other options throughout throughout the country. Right. Excellent. Well, thank you. I love these uh, calls, and I rarely get on at 9.30, so I'm usually watching them at like 5 in the morning. So thanks so much, Byron. I really appreciate you. Thank you, Kim. I appreciate you. Appreciate all of you. Uh, if you haven't done so, consider subscribing to this channel, to the BAM channel. Um, not only do we do the hot sheet every single day, but when there is major news in real estate, we go live uh, immediately and break that news with you. And we do a lot of call-ins like the one with Kim. Haley, take a note. I love Kim's question. How many deals right now, mortgage deals are falling apart? I'm going to have that answer. Hopefully, I'll pull that answer for Monday. Uh, so subscribe and hit the bell to this channel. When I go live on Monday morning, I'll be able to pull that answer. Just take a note of that so I don't forget. I hope everybody has a great weekend. Get into BAMX now. The prices are going to go up uh, December 1st. We've got all of our courses in there. We've got a ton of content. We upload new content every single month. Uh, we also have our daily downloads, like the slides that I shared every single day on the hot sheet that go in there, as well as our Facebook community. Get into BAMX now. Use code HOT to get 10% off. Prices are going to go up December 1st. Everybody in before December 1st gets grandfathered in for the lifetime of your BAMX membership. That will be the lowest price ever. It's a ridiculous value right now. Uh, we want to help out those OG BAMers from now and into the future. So get into BAMX. Use code HOT. Have a great weekend. And I'll see you this afternoon over on At Knowledge Brokers podcast. Um, th that YouTube channel or wherever you listen, Spotify or Apple with a new podcast with myself, Lisa Chinati and Tom Tool. Uh, I'll see you guys soon. Till then, toodaloo.